All right, guys, welcome back. It's Monday. This is Blake here, your host, and you are listening to the Weekend Recap. Uh, you can catch us every Monday at 7 on Real Country 102.1, The Outlaw, and on WAUC 1310, Wachula. You can always listen live from anywhere on 102.1, theoutlaw.com. And while you're at it, go ahead and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search the Weekend Recap and stay up to date with the uh, latest sports news and entertainment. Um, want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Great American Florida Promotions. Uh, Max and his crew has a gun show coming up this weekend in Lakeland. Doors open from 9 to 5 on Saturday, 10 to 3 on Sunday. If you're in the market for a gun, knife, or ammunition, make sure to stop in and check out their inventory. Also, make sure to check out their website, greatamericanfloridapromotions.com, for dates and locations near you. Now, we weren't here last week. Uh, we had the 4th of July. And I can honestly say I have missed being behind the mic, and I have missed talking to you guys about sports. Uh, obviously, I am Blake. We also have Yusuf the Guru Khan on the mic. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Crouch. And we are here to have a good time. Say hello, boys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Blake. How's it going? Man, it's, Hope you guys enjoy your fourth. Oh, man. It, it was a red, white, and boom. That was for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. I'm doing great. Look, I love the 4th of July. I mean, it's not only because I was in the Army for 10 years, but uh, there's something within me that just loves seeing things explode. And... I don't quite get other nations that, that want to pick on the U.S. or, you know, try to antagonize the U.S. I mean, we, we dedicate two years or two days out of the year just to blow stuff up. <laughs> and, we, and we try to see how big we can make it. <laughs> so it's, uh, man, I love the 4th of July. It's it's always a good time. There's always friends involved. There's always uh, good food, good drinks. And like I said, there's a pretty good light show at the end of it. So... <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I mean, it kind of takes me back to one year where I saw my, uh, I, I went over to my father-in-law's house. You know, he always put on a big display of fireworks and he, he always got the big mortars too, the ones that I couldn't quite afford. And he would have these things nailed down to a two by four. And I'd be out there like an idiot, lighting them with them. But uh, I had a few too many drinks that night. So I decided to, to sit the sidelines on this one. And, uh, I'm sitting here watching him trying to light this thing, and he might have had a few too many himself. And this mortar tube winds up falling over. And all you could see after this thing shot off was elbows and feet. <laughs> Just <laughs> moving from where they was. And I, I don't know if it was the alcohol in me, but I laughed so hard. I laugh about it every time I think about it. I mean, that was one of the greatest scenes of the 4th of July that I can remember in my lifetime and then we've had a few firework wars over the years me and my brothers and friends and uh those were always memorable but i'm telling you there's some some words i can't say but you you saw more than elbows and feet running <laughs> running through the yard so uh, it's, uh, they didn't stick around for the second one <laughs> but man i'm glad to have you guys back it's uh speaking of back i i, I want to dive right off into it man Training camp is less than two weeks away. I'm pumped. I, I don't know about you guys. It's, it's Maybe I'm a fiend. Maybe I'm a junkie. I have not had football. I mean, well, the football I have had has been the USFL. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, we, we won't touch that subject. <laughs> but Wait, that's still going? Did they make it throughout the whole league? Well, they, they did have a championship. And, uh, 
that 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 part played out. I think next year, if it does come back, they will actually be in their cities that they're supposed to be in instead of just being in Birmingham. So might gain a little bit more interest and traction. I'd honestly had forgotten it was almost their season. But <laughs> hey, when you're not in town, you're not in town. So hey, it is what it is there. But uh, we definitely got a show coming up in town, man. It's uh, Most teams have released their training camp schedules. Uh, we posted them up on the Facebook page, uh, the Weekend Recap, for you guys to take a look at. But uh, July 27th here in Tampa, man, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for season pass members, they're going to open up the, uh, the doors, and we've got football. Uh, the Jaguars, training camp begins the 24th. The Titans, their training camp begins the 27th. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they begin on the 30th. But what I don't understand about Jacksonville and Tennessee is it's, it's like they're trying to keep their dates a secret. <laughs> and why? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think you would want as much hype going into the season as you can get. And everybody's buzzing about training camp right now. And who who's going, who's not going, who you're wanting to see. I can't wait to get there. Those type vibes. But... Uh, I don't quite understand the Jaguars and the Titans on this one. Maybe it's an AFC South thing. Maybe it's some sort of competitive advantage I don't know about. But uh, come on, man. <laughs> People want to know where they can get in the doors, right? Oh, yeah. You, you. I mean, you got to remember, we're the. Or it's like you said, we're the Patriots of the South. We we have to keep every little single detail. It's ridiculous. Comes out at the very... <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean... It, why do we need to keep this one a secret? I mean, we're not talking about uh, practice. We're talking about training camp. I mean, I guess it is practice, but, you know, it's not regular season practice. Nobody's stealing your tapes on this one. I, I, people just want to be out there and be around these new players, be around the players, see who's come back off injury. I mean, that's it, uh, I know down here in Tampa, there's a lot of rooting interest on who all came back. I know in Tennessee, there, there's a whole lot of... Uh, what's going to happen on who didn't come back. <laughs> and uh, so it's, uh, I just, I don't know, man. It's just been too long since I've seen some quality football and it's driving me insane. But, and there's another thing I don't quite understand. As I was going through the training camps schedules on everybody here, um, not all of them are free, <laughs> which made me scratch my head. I grew up in Tennessee and there was days where you could go. There was days where you couldn't go open to the media, open to the public, those type things. But as far as I can remember, you just showed up. If you could get in, you could get in. But uh, the Bucks, they have a specific list. I mean, season pass holders, stadium club members, uh, military day, let's see, a community impact day, stadium club members, uh, women of the red day. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, certain teams have certain criteria to get into training camp. Uh, the Dolphins, you actually have to pay and buy tickets to get in there. I don't know about Jacksonville. They were nice enough to create a uh, a website for the <laughs> their training camp 2022 schedule, and it says coming soon when <laughs> you load it up. So a, I got so excited. I was like, ah, at least the Jacksonville Jaguars have it going on. You know, I'm sitting here talking to my wife about it. I was like, look, why can't the Titans get on board? And when this thing loaded up, I was like, oh, okay, coming soon. <laughs> so uh, a little let down, but hey, what do we expect out of Jacksonville, right? <laughs> Yeah, I can speak on the Bucks. You know, I've, I've been going to training camp for years. My uh, office is uh, was right next to the training camp, so I, I've been nice. going for like 12, 13 years plus. And 
you know, sometimes I would just sneak out for lunch. And my building, actually, I felt like Bill Belichick. I could see, you know, it was like five stories up and I could see the practice sometimes. <laughs> it was hard to make out the specific players and stuff. But, um, yeah, it used to always just be free for the public, you know, first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would just cap it off because of the number of seats. But, yeah, yeah since COVID, of course, they closed the one year. And then uh, the last two years, it's been primarily season ticket holders. And then, you know, they'll have a military day or a women's day or like a kid's day. Yeah. So that's how, that's how they're doing it now, just to limit the crowds and stuff, I guess, just oh, okay. out of safety or whatnot. But, yeah, I, I went last year and I'm planning to go again sometime this year. So I can, I can give you guys a, you know, in-depth, uh, you know, what's going on with the team. Last year I went to a joint practice actually with Tennessee and I just remember you know, Brown looking like the best receiver on the field and you know God, when he did actually play he was really good. He was. It just he was a basket case, man. <laughs> yeah. And then that whole situation <laughs> happened, so we know what happened there down the line. But yeah, you can really and and then on the flip side, on Tennessee side, Julio Jones couldn't even practice. So that was a tale of things to come to for Tennessee, you know. Man. Uh, he only played that one year, so. Look, I was watching Wait, Good well, Morning Football. Yeah, he, Go ahead, Chris. He actually played. He actually played last season. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I watched Good Morning Football, and this—I don't even know who he was, but he—he he looked like he was. I, I thought he was wearing a like a Chiefs hoodie, you know, something that your grandma would go and buy some fabric and make you, because it had all these little patched little designs all over it. But I, I my eyesight sucks enough to where I couldn't make out what it was. But this guy got to talking about training camp and the Titans, A.J. Brown not being there, Julio Jones not being there. What kind of impact is it going to have on the team? I was like, did he even watch the Titans last year? Julio Jones had no impact on the freaking team. <laughs> the only no. impact he had was on the freaking bench. <laughs> you know, it sounded a lot like this. <laughs> you, you know, giving Julio Jones a little respect, though, I mean, he did keep a, you know, a training staff member employed for the whole year. So with him gone now, you know, that's one less job. So uh, one less oh, job. No, they just, no, no, they just, they just substituted. They just substituted a nutritionist for Traylon or for Traylon Burks. That's all they did. Oh my god! They <laughs> get. I really need to ask who is on their recruiting and scouting team because whatever happened with A.J. Brown made no sense to me. You know, you know, we're going to trade you off for a rookie. You know, our best wide receiver that the franchise has drafted. And you go get Traylon Burks, which the measurables, all that stuff was looking good until it came out that he's asthmatic. <laughs> he, he has to go sit down during practice because he can't catch his breath. And Dude's starting to get a little bit overweight. So, I mean, it's he, he's looking a lot like Keyshawn Johnson out there, man. Yeah, yeah, from what from from what I've been hearing, it's it's uh they're struggling with his weight, which everything that I've read, they kind of had a problem with that at, at Arkansas too. But I mean, and then the heat and and the humidity and everything else that it has been here, it's been killer. But I mean, he hasn't, you know, it's not like where you just take a couple of puffs on an inhaler and then you're back out. I mean, this dude's out for the majority of the practice. And, you know, it, it is concerning. I mean, you you coming here and you would think in Arkansas, I mean, I don't know if the humidity is as bad as what it is here, but, I mean, it's hot. So, I mean, you would think he would be okay. But everything I've been hearing is that, I mean, he's he's 
it, they just want him on the field. I mean, there's only so much, you know, you, you want to build that chemistry and you want to do those things. And, and with Tannehill or in, but it, it's just, he's not out there. And, yeah. you know, they have, I mean, some people think that Woods was going to be a, a number one wide receiver, which, I mean, he may end up having to do. I'm hoping that, you know, know, we're able to bring somebody in to try to help with that. But, I mean, you you do waste, you know, your first round draft pick on a guy who is asthmatic and has weight problems and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's, what, three years in a row now if (laughs) Birch doesn't come out with anything. On a first round pick. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, you've you've got one who who decided to do donuts in the middle of downtown Nashville, drunk off a uh, drone. Oh, we're talking about and Isaiah then, Thomas, the, uh, I call, no, it's not even his name. Yeah. I've always called him the trash panda because he called himself yeah. the panda and he was just yeah. trash. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And, and then you got, and, and then you got, and then you got, his name is escaping me right now, but. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the right is, tackle they drafted. I don't even yeah. know his name. He didn't even yeah. make the, uh. Did he even come off the – I think he was third on the depth chart, and that's when we were already playing our third-string guy. I mean, it's yeah, just absolutely I mean, insane. The only time, yeah, the only time I saw him was special teams and things like that. And now, you know, with, with the way that they've, they've got the line, they're going to throw him in. I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to either be in, uh, in the guard position or the right tackle. And Look, I remember – That scares the death out of me. I remember Mike Vrabel saying last year that he just has to get stronger. You know, and you want to talk about calling somebody out. He's just basically said, you're too weak to play on this line. Yep. <laughs> you know, you're going to get thrown around. You cannot compete on this level. And that's concerning. That, that, that again, takes me back to who's looking at these guys. You know, Who, whose idea was it to say, you know what? We like Traylon Burks over A.J. Brown. Look, the Wood signing made sense when we had A.J. Brown. <laughs> but that don't yeah. exist no more. And... Then you bring in this guy, and you know, I was like, you know, he's a good sized guy. He looks like he could be physical, and then you start looking into where he played, and he was a slot guy. So you mm-hmm. you get rid of your number one wide receiver, bring in somebody that's still recovering off a torn ACL, that's over thirty, mind you, and then you draft a wide receiver that has asthma issues and weight control problems. I mean, come on, oh, yeah. man. Hey, hey, if there's any uh, Tennessee scouts listening, you know, if you want that kind of player, you know, just uh, come on down to Plant City, Florida. I'll get my cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, I, I, might not, cut. I might not be a tall <laughs> offensive guard, but I can promise you I can fill a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, they always said the low man wins, right? Five foot four, I think I got you. <laughs> Get down on my level, buddy. <laughs> Your knees and back ain't going like it. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's just absolutely yeah, that's insane. A total surprise. I've, this is the first time hearing that you know the the receiver is asthmatic, weight control issues. Yeah, I mean there was a little bit of promise. You know, they got rid of AJ Brown. Like, okay, they'll save some money on position, but yeah, I know. Yeah, and then yes. they started hyping him up like he's running around with a spear, killing wild boar in Arkansas. I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. If you're going to get rid of A.J. Brown, get somebody that stabs boars with spears. You know, I'm down with that. But apparently you got to be good at stabbing him with a spear if you're asthmatic because you definitely ain't going to run away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, I don't know, man. But, hey, 
we're in Tampa. <laughs> At least we got Tampa Bay. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? And that that's August 1st. You know, the, the Veterans Day, the Military Day there in, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm definitely going to be there. And uh, just mainly because I don't think I'll ever have an opportunity to see Tom Brady in person. And... You know, it might be an opportunity for us to get in the door, get a couple autographs, introduce ourselves, say hi to everybody, and uh, bring the kids along and have a good time. So, I mean, if they're going to open up the door to the veterans, hey, I'm going to take advantage of it. Definitely. <laughs> so, Most definitely. Now, Miami, you know, it's uh, these guys. I, I, that That whole area has been intriguing. Yeah, it's kind of on the uprise, it seems like, as a sports area. You've got, which is weird to say, you've got the Miami Heat, which obviously has been a good team since, you know, Dwayne Wade. And the Florida Panthers being in that proximity, you know, making a Stanley Cup run, you know, off into the playoffs, you know, what they won the President's Cup last year or this past season. So, I mean, they've had a lot of quality play down there. And Tua and the Miami Dolphins almost took these guys to the playoffs last year, you know. And the way the AFC North has shaped up, (laughs) I feel pretty confident that uh, Miami might be looking pretty, not AFC North, the AFC East. They're looking pretty good on a a wild card position there. Because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not too sold on this Mac Brown. Or not, is it Mac Brown? What's his name? But the guy they drafted up there in New England. Uh, what's year two going to look like for this kid? I mean, he's put on, he's lost a lot of weight. He, he's shaped up, but. Uh, yeah, I saw he gained some muscle and stuff, so. What they've put together there in Miami, man, has really got my interest level. Even even the baseball team seems to be trending up right now, and that was certainly not the case last year. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I'm feeling good about the, the Miami sports teams down there this season, and it's uh can't wait to see all this stuff to finally come to fruition. You know, all this talk with Tyreek Hill saying two is a more accurate quarterback than uh, Patrick Mahomes and all these things. I mean, is it lip service to make your quarterback feel good? Strong chance. <laughs> the, the tape don't lie, <laughs> you know. But uh, I just can't yeah, wait to I mean, see it I, come together. I, I feel for the Dolphins, it's all going to really just come down to two. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a make-or-break season, you know. So, like you're saying, you know, they can maybe – challenge the bills for the division or at least get a wild card, make that uptake, you know, get to the playoffs, get a taste of winning, or they could flounder in, you know, two is going to be out. Uh, who knows with this new coach, you know, maybe they try to get rid of a few vets. So it's really a make or break season for them. Yeah. So, but I'm pumped about it. I'm ready for it. It's don't get me wrong. I love hockey. You know, watching people just fly around and just smash each other into the glass and the boards. It's just, that's fantastic to see. I also enjoy seeing football because, again, it's very physical. But when we get into basketball and baseball, man, (laughs) I don't know, man. It just, this part of the year, there just seems to be such a void (laughs) in the level of excitement that I'm looking for, you know. I'm a UFC fan, or not UFC, U, UFC, there we go, UFC fan, but 
I'm not into paying for a million different subscriptions to be able to watch <laughs> <Yeah>. this thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, come on, man. I, I don't need Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, you know, Peacock, and all these other different stations. They're, oh, it's cheaper than cable until you buy them separately. <laughs> you know, you know. It, Get the bundle. Now, if football teams started doing this route and offering, say, like a a Tampa Bay Bucks Plus or a Tennessee Titans Plus to where you can go on and stream their season kind of like a digital season pass, I'd be down for that because I'd, goodbye, DirecTV. <laughs> That's the only reason I got you, so I can watch my Titans play on Sunday. <laughs> but I'd be down for, for a subscription-type what, football. You know, one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is uh, ESPN came out with their top 10 list, you know, for the NFL at each position. So, you know, I was at a take a few minutes and, you know, just go over the top 10 for the quarterbacks and see what you guys thought. You know, if someone is too high, someone's too low or someone doesn't belong at all. So I'll just go over the list first, if that's OK, and then uh, we can discuss. Send it, bud. I'm down for it. <laughs> let's, 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 I can promise you who's not going to be on that list, but uh, <laughs> I, I want you to surprise me. <laughs> all right. I'll start from number 10. So at number 10. Uh, we have Dak Prescott, um, number now, nine. Are we just we have, talking quarterbacks, or are we talking about yeah, just top quarterbacks? 10 players? Yeah, they okay. did it per position. Okay, because when okay. you started with Dak, I was like, hopefully, we're not talking players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you got your list from, but we need let's let's find Sports Illustrated real quick. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, number nine, Deshaun Watson. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number seven, Justin Herbert. Number six, Matt Stafford. Number five, Joe Burrow. Number four, Tom Brady. I already have exception of that. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Josh Allen. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, Mr. Uh, Double Check, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did you see his tattoo? <laughs> yeah, I oh, did. My <laughs> Look, my eyesight was not good enough to make out what that thing was, but uh, I wouldn't have put it on me. <laughs> if you're going to go with a tattoo, that that's your first tattoo. I don't know, man. He's, I guess he's always seemed like a weird dude. <laughs> but, uh, now, this list, uh, I like it, but I don't. The, I, I don't know. If we were going to talk, talk, talk top 10 I would be trying to figure out who I would want on the game winning drive and easily give me Tom Brady every day yeah you know yeah, that would be my number one option if you're going to leave that ball in his hand with 60 seconds on the clock you lost <laughs> you know that's yep. the way I feel uh, unless uh, some unless you pull a Pete Carroll and run the ball or, or pass the ball when you should run it. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But uh, they they got for Malcolm Butler that year, right? But uh, with it, man, it's I don't know. Did, did yeah, you even ma- mention Josh too, Allen to... in this list? Yeah. Okay. So... You know, I'm just looking at Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he's won two MVPs in a row, but I mean, he's really fizzled he's a in the playoffs as a top seed. So I would take that into consideration and. You know, to me, he's not number one if you can't produce in the playoffs. Oh, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. Or yeah. even okay, Deshaun Watson. Yes, when he was when he was playing, 
and not doing extracurricular oh activities. And, and I mean, the more yeah, that comes that, out, that's it gets good. worse. Yeah, but how are you going to? How would you put him on that list when he hasn't played in? Didn't yeah, play all last better. year. He's not gonna. He's not gonna play this year. I mean, I understand that he was good when he was playing, but now the guy's going to be at least sitting out for two years. I mean, you talk about a rust factor and and things like that. I mean, you know, if if he even gets out on the field after that, so well, I mean, I don't even know if this guy will wind up playing in the NFL. I, I don't know if they will allow him simply. They they might let him simply because the amount of money that the Browns have invested fully guaranteed into this guy which was absurd to me, but the the guy is a weirdo, just absolute weirdo. I mean, he, he's overstepped a lot of lines with women. And one of the things that came out recently was one of these massage therapists walk into the room, and this dude is sitting in the, I think it was called the fetal baby yoga position. Pretty much he's got it. Chris, you got kids. Yusuf, you got kids. Yeah. You've, wiped yeah. your, you've wiped your child's butt before, right? right? Put yeah. your feet together, make sure you wipe their butt. He was sitting there like that with a towel over his good bits, and the massage therapist walks in. <laughs> I mean, what kind of weirdo does this kind of stuff? I mean, just absolutely sick dude. And there's the Houston Texans have been caught up in this lawsuit now. They They've been... They've had paperwork pushed on their side because they're saying that they enabled him to do so. They were going out and finding massage therapists for him to bring in. I mean, there's just so much behind this, and it's just so yeah, they were paying yeah, they were, the hotels too. Yeah, they were signing non-disclosure agreements and stuff. So yeah, they were they had some part in it too. Oh my goodness, man! It just and the cover-up's worse than the actual crime. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, you know you did something bad, and, and you paid people to not speak, and it's, oh my god, man, it just, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about another thing that, that's kind of <laughs> carouseled yeah. on, and that's uh, good old Baker Mayfield has a new home since we've been on air. Uh, this last time, you know, we, we weren't here last Monday with the, uh, the 4th of July, and over the holiday, Baker Mayfield finds a new home. So, I mean, he, he is now a Carolina Panther. So, for my Tampa Bay fans that think this is an irrelevant news, no, you, you get to see you at home with Baker at least once a year there in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they have two of the top three picks, both quarterbacks from that draft, Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Darnold now. So Kind of let you yep. know how strong that draft class was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh uh, was that the same one that uh, was it Josh Rosen or what was that guy's name that got drafted by Arizona? Oh, Chosen Rosen. Yeah, yeah. Good old Chosen Rosen. He might have helped massage Deshaun Watson. Who knows? <laughs> well, you you do know who Carolina opens up with this year, right? At home first game. I haven't looked at it. Who is? I would hope the Cleveland Browns. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no parody in that at all. Goodell, no, that team had no, no. idea that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there there is a chance that the Browns will get beat by a quarterback that they are paying the majority of the salary for that plays for the opposing team. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, it's absolutely insane. And I thought there for a second Baker was going to have to stay there in Cleveland 
in play while Deshaun Watson was serving a suspension. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I would have loved to seen it happen and play out. I really would have because I don't know if he would have played. I don't know if he would have gone out and just balled out because, hey, I'm a, I'm auditioning for 31 other teams. I don't know. And who's to say Deshaun Watson even makes it back? You know, he, this guy might be suspended indefinitely, you know, with anything that might come out with this. And would Baker Mayfield even wanted to play for the Cleveland Browns? They're like, hey, look, we can't keep the guy we wanted to replace you with, so you're our starting quarterback again. <laughs> yeah, that's a smack in the face. <laughs> now, I did read how I, I just don't trust the Browns organization or anything that comes out of it. It just, you know, anything they say just kind of falls in line of what they were saying about Baker Mayfield, but they said he was real childish, real immature in the locker rooms, was not a real good teammate, all those different things. And I'm listening to the Cleveland Browns release this, and I'm like, this team is childish. You you fire coaches <laughs> after their first season. Uh, you you pay more money for people that you shouldn't even have on your roster. You don't know how to draft. I mean, so, I mean, it, it, I don't know, man. It just That's such a mess up there. That's what worries me so much about the Nashville Predators. <laughs> you know, once you get the Haslam's involved, I, I seriously didn't think the Browns organization could get worse. But it did. <laughs> so it's, uh, I don't know, man. Well, well, even even going back to that list, I, I don't I don't understand how, you know. I think one of, I think Stafford's been underrated for his entire career. I understand he was in the black hole that is Detroit, and for all those years, and you know, just look at what he did last year. I mean, the dude can still zip the ball. I mean, he could, he can still throw it just like he did in, in Georgia. And I mean, he's, he's, he's good. I think, I mean, I understand all these new guys, they can, they can run a little more and, you know, they have a little bit bigger of arms, but still, I think Stafford is, is a whole lot lower than what he should be. I mean, even Russell Wilson, after all these Mm -hmm. years have been, you know, he still shows that, you know, I mean, he can spin it. I mean, it, it's just, I don't, I understand that the coaches and the executives and all the players voted on it and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know if I agree, completely agree with that whole thing going on right there. Yeah. you know, And you mentioned, you know, yeah, I wouldn't, of course, include Watson just because there's so many question marks and stuff on him. But one guy I would include is uh, Lamar Jackson. He didn't even yeah. make the list. No, no, he's not in the top ten. I mean, oh, former MVP, and you know he has a winning record. They made the playoffs. I know he hasn't done great in the playoffs, but yeah, you know, and, and so that's kind of where I would top. separate my top five from the top ten. You know, yeah. who has had success in the playoffs? Who has had success in the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, and that's how all that stuff should descend. And if you're an active player and you can still be productive and you played at that kind of level, why would I bet against you? You know what I mean? Just Tom Brady, easily my number one. Simply because Patrick Mahomes, what he does and what he's been able to do, I would put him at number two. But I honestly would be putting Russell Wilson at number three. And I'd be giving Aaron Rodgers number four. You know, they would make my top five. But, uh, and I'd, I'd have to do a little digging, maybe bring in Joe Burrow at a top five. It might be a little too early for me to even commit to him. Josh Allen might be my top five, <laughs> you know? But, uh, man. Lamar Jackson didn't even make the list. That's absolutely insane. But people that have listened to me and followed me and and heard me talk about Lamar Jackson, I kind of lumped him in the same bus as Deshaun Watson. 
These guys have huge upside, have huge big play potential. But I just don't think their style of play is conducive for longevity in this league. I, I think they are busts in the making. And Deshaun Watson, this dude is proven to not have it between the ears, <laughs> you know. And I, I just don't see him staying in the league too much longer. And, and Lamar Jackson, this guy went out and posted something on Twitter about, you know, pay me my money, these type things. So it's getting a little dicey up there in Baltimore, man. It's uh, But again, this is another guy that stayed injury prone. And I just don't, with his style of play, I just don't see it really working out too well. Yeah, any of the running quarterbacks always, you have to worry about that injury concern. And, you know, the older they get, they have to start relying on their arm more than their legs. So, you know, you don't typically see a lot of those guys that run first, lasting for more than, you know, um, a typical QB that might play in the late 30s. So yeah. he's definitely going to have to change up his style a little. He can still run, you know, when the play breaks open or something. But those design runs and stuff they have for them, mm-hmm. you know, they have to definitely be reduced see, and then eventually just, you know, taken out of the game plan. See, Michael Vick yeah. might have been the <clears throat> exception to being a mobile quarterback. He, he wasn't the most accurate quarterback, but he could certainly fling it down the field. You know, if you can launch this thing 70 yards, I'm pretty sure I can find a way underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but well, maybe it, his stint in prison was his career there. But <laughs> He had that little vacation. <laughs> vacation, yeah. <laughs> All expense paid. <laughs> well, with, with Vic, too, it was, he, he didn't mind throwing the football and then running as a second option. I mean, yes, there there were design runs, and, and sometimes – if he could tell that the, if the defense presented itself, he would take off and run, and he would change it. But you, you, you can see it with with Lamar. You can see it with Deshaun, and I mean, even sometimes, you know, when Dak was in the very beginning, it was it was more of I'm not going to throw the ball. I'm going to run it. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how we're going to you know this is how I want to play and. You, it, it's like you said, you can't you can't do that, especially after you keep getting hit and keep getting hit. Eventually, linebackers and, and safeties and corners are going to get tired of that stuff, and they're going to just come after you. Yeah, somebody's and, eventually going to have a good shot on you. Yeah, oh, when yeah. you an uh, open runner, you know, there's there's no QB rules then. I mean, you can slide, basically, but if you're an open runner, anyone can they'll go for the kill shot. So, yeah. And these guys all run 4-4s four at linebackers and defensive ends. That's not going to be a good hit. No, two fifty, no, two sixty uh-uh. coming at you. No. <laughs> I mean, well, that... I mean, even 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 Russell Wilson doesn't run as much as what he used to, and and he was one of the main ones that, you know, he would take off and stuff and and go and and make the runs. But he he has progressively stayed in the pocket a little bit more, looked for more passing lanes. Only when it breaks down does he absolutely really want to run. Yep. And that's part of him getting older, and that's what a lot of these younger guys are going to have to learn. And mm-hmm. and until they just get their block knocked off. Yeah. Mean, well, you remember how it was being a Titans fan growing up. We had Steve McNair, right? Oh, and and the biggest thing was, is he going to be like a pocket quarterback? You know, he obviously the guy could extend plays and he could take hits, and he could he was a true warrior. This dude played with a broken sternum. <laughs> you know, yes, I, I watched them relocate his pinky finger and he go back on the field. <laughs> you know, it's a, he was an absolute warrior out there. But 
after getting beat down as much as he did, he learned how to be a pocket quarterback. You know, that year he won yep. co-MVP with Peyton Manning. He did a lot of that yep. from the pocket, and that's where they coined the old saying, Air McNair, you know. it's uh, I just haven't seen that out of these mobile quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he, he is certainly flinging it from the pocket. He'll certainly extend it. Russell Wilson, like you said, he's evolved his game there. You know, he's staying in the pocket at this point. But Lamar Jackson... Deshaun Watson, if he makes it back, you know, the Baker Mayfield, I think it's a lot of his problem. You know, he's not big enough to be taking them runs. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a small guy and he's just, he's, he's built. He's not built to take those kind of hits. None of those quarterbacks are built to take that kind of pounding. None of these quarterbacks. I mean, if you're not Steve McNair or Josh Allen or yeah, I would say Andrew Luck, but Lord, he got uh, beat down too. Yeah, you know, you know what gave me like heart attacks, and you know, uh, Blake always talks about like you know, having uh tums and stuff. It's uh, when old Brady was out there like running around for five or ten yard games. I'm like, get down, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was some of the funnest football to watch. Tom Brady just taking off and running, man. It is. Look, I thought it was fun to watch Peyton Manning run, and I don't know yeah. who would run the race slowest <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that should not be your first option <laughs> running back. So it was a good time I mean, that's like watching a fat guy catch the ball you know i'm down for slow people trying to run <laughs> you know it's just i don't know it's like trying to chase my one-year-old <laughs> but i don't know man it's it's been wild it, it, it's been entertaining that's for sure but uh unfortunately we're up against the clock here. We need to step out on a break and uh, give a thank to our sponsors real quick. Again, these guys, uh, the Great American Florida Gun Show, they're going to be in Lakeland this weekend. That's uh, going to be this Saturday and Sunday. Make sure you guys stop in and say hey to Max and his crew. If you're looking for a gun, knife, ammunition, or any kind of tactical hunting gear, these guys are going to have it. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive what they have in inventory, what they have on their tables when you walk in. So definitely check them out. They're, again, going to be in Lakeland. Check their website out, greatamericanfloridapromotions.com. And uh, we'll be right back with you guys. Coming this July 16th and 17th, get ready for the Great American Florida Gun Show in Lakeland. Buy, sell, or trade guns, ammunition, knives, and concealed carry classes held both days. Saturday, 10 a.m., 12 p.m., and 2 p.m. And Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 noon. The Great American Lakeland Gun Show is at the Lakeland National Guard Armory, located at 4140 Drainfield Road, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Visit GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com or call 772 779647 for more information. All right, guys, thanks for sticking in there with us. This is Blake again. Uh, unfortunately, Yusuf had to go, and we, we still got Chris here on the mic. So uh, uh, during the break, we, we, we touched on a couple things that's going to bring us into our next segment here was the uh, NHL had their draft <laughs> this this past week. And I, I think much like the NBA draft, a lot of people forget that that exists. Almost also the MLB draft. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I got drafted, but I won't see you for another three to four years. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how to hype up a 
a draft where you don't even get to see the player. You know, it's it's so weird how the NHL and the MLB do things. I mean, at least with the NBA, you you get, you know, your two, three star players, and you're going to see them out there on the court. So these are going to be names you recognize, like, oh yeah, that I can't believe they drafted this guy. But you don't get that with the MLB and the NHL with these little farming teams that they have to. Uh, their the yeah. minor league system. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird process for me. Yeah, and the NHL draft is kind of weird where, you know, the majority of these guys were 18 years old and they're already, they're going to go to college and, you know, they're going to play in college. Some of them are even still playing overseas and stuff like that. And it's basically, we just own the rights to you. So whenever you are ready to the term pro, you know, you, you can come into our, our camps and we can, you know, groom you on the way we, you know, we want you to do stuff. And it does take, you know, you get the odd ones every now and again that are the, the Sydney Crosby's and the Ovechkin's and stuff like that. But for the most part, these kids are just out of high school and on their way to college or playing pros overseas or in Canada. And yeah, you, you don't see them right away. Yeah. I don't think again, it's just, it's hard to to hype up something that you don't get to see a whole lot of yeah value out of i guess but uh we we talked a little bit about some trades that that transpired between Nashville and Tampa and and possibly Columbus but uh it's uh McDonough man you were telling me you you, you feel he got the raw end of that deal well as a Predators fan i don't think we got the raw end of the deal <laughs> i think he's going to be one one mad mad dude going out there playing but from everything that i've read and everything that i've heard it sounds like Tampa bay came to him and said you know we we want you to you know we want to trade you and these are the two teams that you can be traded to it's either columbus or it's either nashville and luckily as a Preds fan <laughs> we're a whole lot better looking than columbus is right now oh, but God, i mean yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of I understand they're trying to cut cut cap and mm. you know what what Tampa got in return you know Myers he he he's played you know a handful of games he's not that bad he just wasn't going to work out in in the system and and things like that but I mean you really didn't get anything for him it was more of a salary dump and it was kind of you know that's. Unfortunately, that's the hard thing about the cap, but, you know, giving him those two options, granted one's, one's a playoff contender and the other one is Columbus, but, I mean, you know, it... <laughs> Look, that, that's where my in-laws are from, so, I mean, any jab you throw at them just completely puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Good old Columbus. <laughs> but... For him, you know, now whether that was the only two teams that were interested in trading for him or or whatnot, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I mean, it's still kind of bad. I mean, someone who's helped you get the the championship, you know, the the cup finals and things like that. He he was part of those back to back wins. (laughs) You know, it was part of that uh, the third run for the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's it's. uh... But just like you said, man, you you nailed it. It was a salary cap dump. It just got too expensive, and that's uh, man. Before uh, before the season really got underway, you know, that's when I was still doing the morning show here with JJ. 
I was talking about Tampa. I hope they can keep the band together. You know, I hope these guys are smart enough to know, hey, I don't have to be the richest paid guy on the team. I just want to be on a winning team. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're winning Stanley Cups, you found the right team. <laughs> Simply yeah. put. And just to see people get to a point where they're not willing to renegotiate their contracts. I mean, I don't know if that was the case. I mean, I don't know if Tampa was like, you know what? We didn't see a whole lot out of you this Stanley Cup run, and we're not willing to renegotiate your contract? Or was it a, I don't want to renegotiate my contract, you're going to pay me what you said you'd pay me? I don't know how this all played out. But again, it was just a salary cap hit. It's all it turned out to be. Hey, you're too expensive for what this team needs right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i glad. I mean, I'm, I'm don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I felt bad for the for the player, but at the same time, I mean, I'm happy we got a good pickup. I mean, hopefully, you know, there's been talk about putting him with Yossi or putting him with Ekholm and and stuff like that. But to me, to be honest with you, I want my two best defensemen on on my top line going after you know the the other team's top line, and I I would like to see him with Yossi, but I don't know if they're going to try to move Carrier up or if they're going to. Give Fabro another go. I wasn't really, you know, necessarily impressed with Fabro. I don't think I think Carrier has a little bit more upside, but I don't. Well, I mean, that's still to be determined. But I, I just, it, it's weird. You know, I I get it. I get it's business decisions, but you know, there's some part of it you can is, hey, look, man. You know, we we need to do this. I. They didn't even give him, you know, that was his only option was to either go to Nashville or, or Columbus. I mean, I, I understand they had a whole bunch of people to sign, but still, I mean, gotcha. hey, speaking of, fine by us. Speaking of signed, <laughs> old Philip Forsberg, he signed, oh, and he signed an eight-year contract worth $68 million. Ooh, yeah. Buddy, you... That man got paid. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, he did. I, I I don't know how the specifics of the contract breaks down. I don't know what the year to year, all the incentives, any of that kind of stuff plays out. What's guaranteed, what's not. I don't even know if hockey does guaranteed contracts. To be honest with you, but I, as a Predators fan, I absolutely love this signing. You know, Philip Forsberg for our Tampa Bay listeners, our, our Florida Panther listeners. This dude is just absolute gold on the ice. I mean, it, it, this puck control, the way this guy gets in position, gets people in position, gets the, the puck to the right guys. I mean, he's just absolutely magic out there on the ice. I mean, when I'm talking about this guy is doing a pirouette, shot between <laughs> the legs, no look, and gets a goal in the Stanley Cup Finals, I mean, this dude is just absolutely insane. And when they were talking about him coming down here to the Florida Panthers, as a Predator fan, I was sad. But being down here in the market where the Florida Panthers are relevant, I was not too upset about it. <laughs> because there was a whole lot of the rumor about him possibly being traded there before the uh, the NHL trade deadline last season. But uh, obviously things didn't work out. He's happy to be back in Nashville. I know Nashville fans are happy to have him back, and it's uh, 
I'm pretty sure this is going to be him playing out his contract. I, I think this might be the last one he gets. He's going to be over 30 at this point, but the contract extends him through the 2029-2030 season. I mean, you want to talk about somebody that's going to be there. Whether or not he gets traded towards the end of his career, I don't know. But I would love to see this guy stay there in Nashville. He's just been so much of what the Nashville Predators have been and what they've done over the last few years and it just would not be the same team without him you know i remember when they brought in roman yosi and i was like who is this guy why are they bringing this guy in i mean obviously he's good <laughs> i'm glad he's there but uh that wasn't he he was brought in the year they made the stanley cup finals right who yosi yeah so on that end, no or was that the year after no yosi was bringing he was he was way he was before he was with um um Oh, uh, it's it it uh, well, but, uh, Weber. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, he was he was playing with Weber. Um, no, it, um, I'm looking at Forsberg's contract breakdown. Um, it says years one through four, two million dollars each. Um, five year five is four and a half million plus three million in the signing bonus. Six is four million plus three million for a uh, signing bonus. Year seven is four million salary plus three million signing bonus, and year eight is three and a half million plus three million signing bonus. He's got a full no move throughout, um, and he's got a modified no trade clause for the final two seasons. So it's his contract was was really front loaded, which for right now, I mean, it helps, you know. And then I guess year seven and eight, he's got a modified no trade clause, so which basically means that. You know, he can choose. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he can choose where he wants to go. I think he has to sign off on it. And okay. and but I mean, I'm, I was I kind of figured in the back of my head. I know everybody was worried about it. You know, I, I was too there for a little bit. <laughs> they were going to get a deal done. I didn't think that you know, I I didn't think he wanted to be anywhere else and. I really do hope that he does finish his, his, his contract out. And I do hope he retires as a predator and I hope he keeps, you know, last year was an anomaly, but I hope it doesn't stay that way. I mean, he, yeah. he, he really took over and became the Forsberg that everybody kind of hoped, but uh, hopefully he can be, he, he's been consistent throughout his full time with this. I mean, there's been a year or two where he's been kind of down, but for the most part, he's been consistent. And I, I, I like that. I've always liked Forsberg. I mean, I, I had a hard time. They let Vigo. You know, I, I loved Arbison. I'm anybody who knows me, I mean, uh, one of my really good friends, he used to always, you know, make fun that that I, I liked Arneson and things like that because he was the smallest dude on my face. But he was the dude that gave you 110 percent every yeah. single time he went out there. And I just, I, I'm glad they finally, I'm glad Poyle was able to get a deal done and and they were able to get it out. The ink is still wet on that one, man. Look, <laughs> Forsberg kind of, he, he's. In my opinion, he's etched in in Nashville Predator lore, kind of like Pecorine yeah. is. You know, this, this is a name that is synonymous with Nashville Predator hockey. You know, Roman Yossi is becoming one of these guys for me. Yeah, it's just so it's unlike the the Titans. It's nice to see 
teams go out and keep their guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, oh, man. And, and the crazy thing is, freaking the preseason is about to start for hockey. I mean, yeah, it's, the, yeah. the ice hasn't even had time to melt here in Tampa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's retarded. <laughs> you know? But, uh, man, it's just. It's a long season, and you want to, speaking of talking about long seasons, I guess we can segue over into baseball with this one. That is another league that just has so many games, you know. Until the All-Star break, it's just really hard to to have a whole lot of interest in it. You know, after the All-Star break, you know, the the games matter a lot more. You know, everybody's trying to position themselves, but uh, the way things are shaking out for the teams we we cover here, man, it's... uh, you kind of see them trending in the wrong directions or in opposite directions of what they were from last season, you know. We got the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a few games short of being a 500 team, uh, you know, just a 500 team. A couple more losses, they're right there at it, you know. And the Miami Marlins got a nice little win streak going for themselves. They're a few games away from being a 500 team. You know, it's a complete flip from what we had last season. You know, Tampa Bay Rays, they were in contention for the World Series. You got the Miami Marlins, who was contention in contention for the first overall pick, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, I won't say it's good to see the Rays go that direction, but it's nice to see Miami come up, man. And Atlanta being Atlanta, they, they're just out there chasing down the Mets and almost, uh, what are they, a game and a half back off of the, uh, the lead there in the NL East, I think. Yes, they are. So, I mean, it's, it's not looking bad there in Atlanta for you guys. No. And we, we, I was, rooting for the Marlins so bad, oh, and I'm no. glad they finally came through for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I like about this Atlanta and Miami Marlin thing that we do here with the teams. These guys play in the same division. Man, also, I mean, you guys are going to have some games that matter. I mean, it, when they took on the Mets, I was like, oh, we're going to get the break speed off of us down here. <laughs> You yeah, know, but they split the it. series. Uh, you go and split the series with it, and all I can think of is you up there going, "Darn God!" Because I mean, you guys are trying to chase <laughs> down the Mets right now, and so we threw you a bone. You know, we helped you out. So it's uh, you guys actually have a game tonight with. I'm trying to check the uh, the start time. It looks like the Rays have started at seven ten, so we missed uh, opening pitch on that one. But uh, Braves, we have you at seven twenty. So yeah, we they're already underway at this point. So I mean. You guys win the next two games, or at least win the series. I'd, I'd like to see you sweep the series, honestly, because it also helps the Miami Marlins, you know, chase them down. But uh, you guys could be, come Wednesday, close of business, the NL East leaders. Would not hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> <laughs> he said, don't threaten me with a good time, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, it's. It's fun to watch, man. It is. You know, I I came into baseball season just dreading it. It's like, oh, God, I got to talk about baseball. You know, it's hard enough for me to find interest in it watching it, let alone try to talk about it. But just sitting here watching Miami, man, they've made this exciting. I mean, I, I was digging through some stats just trying to see where everybody's stacking up, you know, who's leading what in the MLB. And biggest thing I always want to know is who's the current home run leader. And, you know, currently... Oh, Aaron Judge, you know, it's a he may be one steroid away from being a uh, 
the the home run <laughs> king. <laughs> but he's 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 leading the league right now in home runs. And if you look at this dude, I swear to God, his delts are bigger than my waistline, and I'm fat. <laughs> Man, this dude, he's jacked. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking Mark McGuire Jack. Somebody needs to look. Uh, y'all might want to test this guy. <laughs> now, one thing I also was trying to run down. I was trying to see, you know who the home run leaders were for our teams that uh, we follow here, Atlanta. Uh, we got Austin Riley. This dude's tied for fifth with 23 home runs in the league. I mean, so, I mean, these guys are swinging the bats. They're, they're, they're like you say, turning th- parks into launch pads. Uh, you got uh, Jorge Soler for Miami with 13 home runs, tied with Isaac Paredes up here in Tampa, again with 13 home runs. We have Dansby Swanson from Atlanta. You know, this dude's a Vanderbilt grad. He's got the most hits in the league with 101, you know. You got Arosa. This dude has 18 stolen bases. You've got Beretti with Miami, 27 stolen bases. Areza, you know. This dude is fifth in wins with nine. And if you guys don't understand who Areza is, he's a pitcher. <laughs> he's one of the league leaders in stolen bases so it's good to see but uh man it's these teams are stacked you know this is why miami's moving the direction they're moving i why tampa's stuttering and fluttering right now it doesn't make much sense to me but uh hopefully they can get their act together but uh i'm gonna go ahead and call our two-minute warning here man We, we got a few games we need to talk about coming up today tomorrow all week long with the uh the Rays, the the Miami Marlins, the Atlanta Braves. So I mean, it's we got a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, the Rays, they're in action right now against the Red Sox. That started at seven ten. The Marlins, their game started with the Mets. Oh, I'm sorry, started with the Pirates at six forty, and the Braves. You know, again, these guys started their game with the the Mets at seven twenty. So make sure to check your local listings to find out where these guys are playing. Uh, uh, Bali Sports seems to be the, the channel. But let's see here. But Tampa, again, is at home against Boston most of the week. Uh, it's going to be today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Like clockwork at 710. Uh, you got Miami versus Pittsburgh. You know, these guys are at home again. Uh, tonight's game is at 640. Uh, action continues again tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we got a four-game stretch with these guys. Uh, the Atlanta... Braves. They're they're taking on the Mets right now. That started at 7:20. The action again continues tomorrow, Wednesday, and later this week. Atlanta is also on the road taking on the Nationals this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, training camp. All that stuff kicks off in two weeks. So make sure you guys hop on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and run down our page, the weekend recap. We have all these things posted. Game times. Uh, training camp dates as uh, the Titans and Jaguars release information. We'll definitely make sure that's uploaded there for you guys. So find us on again on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and, and stay up to date on everything that's happening throughout the week. But uh, unfortunately, guys, we're up against the clock, so we're, we're going to have to tip our hats and dive into a little bit more baseball this evening. And uh, so again, find us again again on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I uh, want to give one more thanks to our sponsor, Great American Florida Promotions, for putting on this show for us. want to thank you guys for tuning in every Monday. Uh, if you missed the show uh, or want to listen back to the show, check it out. The 
102.1 theoutlaw.com slash the weekend recap and you can find all of our shows there but uh, again you can find them all listed there on facebook and instagram and twitter so until next weekend guys uh stay classy Thank you.